Welcome back to Sports Cube. I'm your host, Daniel Shalom, bringing you the latest in the sports world. And today we have a lot coming at you. As Wimbledon, the tennis tournament has been canceled for the first time since World War II. D1 field hockey player for Sacred Heart University, Julia Chang, joins us on the show to talk about what's it like being a D1 athlete and how the coronavirus has affected her. And additionally, we break down the NFL's NFC South. All this and much more coming right up. Stay with us. On Monday, we covered the NFL's AFC East and graded the teams. And today we move on to the NFC South, which is seeming like one of the most powerful divisions in the league. Let's start off with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers, of course, acquired longtime Patriots quarterback Tom Brady, who signed a two-year $50 million deal with the Bucs, hoping to lead them into a playoff push. Brady has strong figures in Tampa like Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and Ndonga Kong Su, who are all hungry for a Super Bowl to bring to Tampa Bay. Ironically, the Super Bowl is being played in Tampa Bay as well this year. So if I had to grade the Bucs on their offseason, I'd give them an A. They brought back their power figures, and they seem ready to go and win a championship. Additionally, Tom Brady... Moved in with Derek Jeter today. Yes, in Tampa Bay, he moved in with the one and only great number two for the Yankees. And he is in Tampa now during the quarantine. So that's good to hear. A little entertainment news for you there. But um, yeah, the Bucs really got a piece, uh, a missing piece they needed after Jameis Winston, the uh, QB before, of course, Tom Brady threw 30 interceptions the season before. As we travel up north to North Carolina, where the Carolina Panthers let franchise quarterback Cam Newton walk this year, but at the same time did bring in quarterback Teddy Bridgewater, who, was who of course, worked for the Saints last year and led them while Drew Brees was injured with his thumb injury So to serve the QB position. The Panthers are looking to rebound from last year and still have strong pieces like Christian McCaffrey, although it's going to be hard for him to rebound saying that his franchise QB is gone and his team is slightly deteriorating. So I would give the Panthers a C-. Now on to Atlanta, where things are looking somewhat the same at this point. Matt Ryan's at quarterback, Julio Jones serving a spot as a wideout, but the Falcons made one news, one move that actually kind of shocked the NFL. They picked up Todd Gurley in free agency after the Los Angeles Rams had to cut him due to cap space. We'll see if the defense led by linebacker Dante Fowler Jr. from the Jacksonville Jaguars can lead the team to a winning record this year And uh, as the Saints dominated last year 13-3 as their record. I give the Falcons a C. Um, You know, they made some moves, but they're going to need to prove it this year as they still have some pieces they brought in a new addition, so we're going to have to see how that plays out. As for the New Orleans Saints... Drew Brees is still going at it, leading the team at the quarterback position after the Saints re-signed him. He got some help, though, as the Saints went out and got star wide receiver from the NFC winning 49ers last year, Emmanuel Sanders. Sanders has had over 8,000 yards in his career and stellar year with the 49ers and is hoping to bring that to the Saints. I give them a B plus. They brought back two. They brought back, of course, their franchise quarterback, which they needed. And additionally... They signed a star wide receiver, which they also need because they need to support Michael Thomas. It can't just be the Michael Thomas show the entire time. So that, uh, and yeah, so B plus. So th- those are my rankings for today. And I'll come back next week on Monday for AFC West gradings. Coming up, 
is the Wimbledon story. Why Wimbledon got canceled for the first time since World War II. We'll be right back. And we're back. Welcome back to the show. And today, some shocking news out of London. As Wimbledon, one of the majors in tennis, has decided that they are going to postpone the championship, the Wimbledon championship, the All England Club announced on Wednesday. It's the first time that Wimbledon has been canceled since 1945 when World War II was happening. And it's also the first time since uh, 1877 that the event will not be played during peacetime. So it was scheduled to go on from June 29th to July 12th. And this is really shocking since we haven't seen this since the entire world was in total panic and there was a huge genocide happening. And this is crazy because we're going to have to start asking ourselves how many more things are going to have to be postponed until people start listening and taking this thing seriously. The coronavirus is coming. It's here. It's in our country. It's in our cities. It's in our towns. And we have to make the immediate action to all stay at home. And additionally, social distance. Anyways, Roger Federer, of course, eight-time champ of Wimbledon, tweeted that he was devastated that this happened. And in addition, the ATP and the Women's Tennis Association made a joint announcement that all events at levels of both professional tours have been canceled throughout July 13th, covering the entire grass court season, meaning that there will be no Wimbledon. Same decision was made by the International Tennis Federation. Though all England club considered a number of alternatives, including a postponement, it decided that cancellation was the best option. Next year's tournament will be held from June 28th to July 11th. Tennis stars, though, are keeping busy. As we saw on Instagram, Novak Djokovic, number one in most tournaments, is makeshifting his little tennis court in his house by using chairs and couches, using small rackets, playing with a ball, tennis ball, and just trying to stay fit, trying to stay active, which we I think we all should try and do. At this point, we know that this is going to be over if we take the guidelines seriously and we just got to stay fit while we're in it. So we come back the people we were when we went into this, no Wimbledon, but we are waiting on an announcement from the U S open. Currently uh, the tournament is still set to be played in Queens in late August. Although the U S open courts right now are being used as temporary hospitals. So we're just going to have to see and wait where that goes. Anyways, coming up, we have an interview with the D1 field hockey player for Sacred Heart University, number five, Julia Chang. So stay with us. We got a lot coming for you. Before this, let me tell you about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are certain tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it could be on here on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more, and you can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app in the App Store or go to anchor.com to get started. Welcome back to Sports Cube. I'm your host, Daniel Shalom, and today we have a very special guest with us as we welcome Division One field hockey player for Sacred Heart University, Julia Chang. Julia, thanks for being here. Of course. Thanks for having me on this. I'm excited. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's very exciting. So, uh, so Jules, what have you been doing to pass the time during the coronavirus quarantine? 
Well, I haven't been doing much. I've been trying to work out as best as I can in my house. My trainer from school has been posting videos on Twitter for like home workouts. So I'm trying to do that as much as possible. Other than that, there's not much to do. I mean, it must be hard saying the amount of resources and facilities you have at Sacred Heart versus at your house. Yeah, it's very hard. I have like one dumbbell here to use, but my trainer's been doing her best to try and like um, help us incorporate like items that we would have around the house, like pillows, books, stuff like that to try to improvise because we don't have the facilities, obviously, that we do at school. Yeah, anything to work. So like, what's it being, a, what's it like being a D1 athlete and being able to play for uh, Sacred Heart University in Connecticut? It's definitely a huge commitment. I mean, most of my time besides doing my schoolwork is field hockey. So I wake up in the morning, have practice, and then go to lift. And then like in preseason, it's double sessions. So that's like all I'm doing. It definitely monopolizes most of my time. I'm definitely not the average college student. We don't get to have as much free time as the other students, but it's definitely something I really enjoy and I like in my college experience. Definitely. And uh, when you were with uh, Shenandoah High School back in uh, 2016, you guys won the New York State Championship. Uh, what was it like for you guys to go up there and win saying you got beat the previous year? That was probably one of my most favorite memories in my field hockey career up to date. It's like a, it's a feeling like I can't even describe winning a state title. And it was definitely just like icing on the cake that we got to beat the team that um, beat us the previous year. So that was awesome. Yeah, they, they were definitely a tough battle. And it was yeah. extremely cold up there in, in Binghamton. Definitely Very cold. <laughs> and then also to follow up and win uh, first team all league honors in the next year in 2017. What was that like? That was awesome. It's an awesome recognition to get, especially for all the hard work that I put in my senior season to make it. We obviously didn't make it as far as we would like to, but it's definitely an honor to get that recognition after you put in all the work over the past months to try to bring your team to where they want to be. And so how is being a, a college athlete differentiated from being a high school athlete? I think in high school, like playing a sport was more of like a hobby, just something like extra that I like to do with my friends. I definitely think being a college athlete, it's more of like your job almost like I have to do all this stuff and it's like definitely monopolizes my time more than high school when I would have just like one practice after school this is more of like a time commitment and it's definitely more serious and I think it matters more than high school like high school I was doing it for fun and now like I'm doing it to try to like make it to the NCAA championships or the tournament at least or something like that yeah so uh, obviously the coronavirus is uh with us right now so what, is, what are your thoughts on your fall field hockey season? It could possibly be canceled and just not happen whatsoever. Yeah, that's definitely a thought that's been running through our minds. I think we'll obviously cross that bridge when we get closer to the fall. But right now, I think we're definitely worried about having the fall season and like not being able to train the spring. So like now we're like all separate and we're not training in spring, which would help us to like reach our goal in the fall. So I think it would be, if the season happens, it would be a lot more work in the fall because like we obviously didn't have the spring to try to train, but if the season doesn't happen at all, that'll be terrible. And I feel for all the spring athletes this year that had their seasons canceled so soon. So. Yeah, luckily for them, though, they will be able, NCAA did approve that they will be able to come back and play one more year of yeah, sports. Yeah, that's amazing. Level. And uh, so if you were not an athlete, what would be your occupation currently? 
if I would not be an if I wasn't an athlete, I'd probably just try to find work at like a store or like some sort of restaurant, try to make money because with being a division one athlete, I don't really have time to have a job separate. So I don't really have any access to making money. So I would try to get a job at least. And then being a student more, I guess. Yeah. If you could choose any store to be employed at, where would you go? If I could choose any store, huh? Maybe like Marshall's. I think I'd want to work at Marshall's. I love a good Marshall's trip. I think they have, <laughs> I Marshall's think they have yeah, Marshall's. I think they have great stuff. I mean, whatever works. And, I know. Uh, <laughs> last question for you. What's the coolest venue you've played at so far in your college career? I think the coolest venue I've played at is Villanova's Field. That was pretty sick. It's like so secluded from their campus. And it's like in the middle of like nowhere. And it's a straight, just like blue Astro Field. It's beautiful. I think that was the best facility that I've played at the coolest so far. Sounds pretty cool. Julia, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Of course. And uh, coming up next, we have got some more coronavirus updates for you. All this and much more coming right up right after this. And that about wraps up today's show. I hope you all enjoyed. We really are honored to be able to sit down with Julia and all of our guests that we've had on the show. And we can't wait for our next episode. We love bringing you this content in these tough times, brightening your day. So if you enjoyed, of course, please hit us up on social medias again and leave us a message, leave us something to see. We really appreciate our viewership. And of course, till next time, peace out.